everybody this is nidhi from canopus and you are listening to the canopus podcast the show that wants to make developers life little bit easier by providing directive guidance so welcome to episode 2 in this episode we are going to talk about the serverless approach how serverless makes our life easier what are advantages of using serverless over the managed server how does it get implemented and much more details about serverless today we have jimmy as our guest who has experience in web development on multiple platforms so jimmy can you tell more about your development background to the audience sure thanks for having me on the podcast i started my career as an android developer around 8 years ago and since then i have mostly worked on android and ios applications Uh, since last two or three years, I have uh, started working on web development and mostly on like Laravel and Go and Vue.js and some of the Node.js. On the cloud side, I mainly work with AWS and have experience of using services like EC2, Lambda, API Gateway, CloudWatch, along with a bit of knowledge of like production deployments. Great you have worked with uh, quite many platforms and uh, have experience in deployments too uh, as per your working strategies you probably faced uh, hectics of uh, maintaining a server right we all heard the word serverless somewhere and uh, by listening to it first time uh, we come to the point that uh, serverless means no server at all is that true well it's not true uh, the serverless applications also have servers the term serverless means you do not need to manage or scale any physical servers as we do for managed servers uh, it's all managed by vendor or cloud for example if we uh, purchase an ec2 instance or any digital ocean instance and host a website on it uh, we need to manage everything from purchasing the instance to like uh, making the website live uh, so that's not the case for serverless i can say what the term serverless basically is a method of providing services on uh, as use basis it allows us to write and deploy code without worrying about the maintenance of the underlying infrastructure we can relate it with securing important documents like driving license identity card pan card etc uh, when we keep them with us we need to secure them or occupy space to keep those documents secure if we keep those documents in a safe that is managed by someone else then there will be no hectic of security and maintenance by our side as it will be uh, all managed by them that's an informative explanation basically we are not responsible for the management of the server in case of using serverless something else is there behind the scene but uh, if serverless also has a server then uh, how is it uh, different from a managed server if we want to deploy our applications with managed server uh, then in aws we need to purchase something like ec2 instance and then we need to host our website on it in this case we will have to pay for the server even if we are not using it suppose you have like a static website and there's nobody uh, who is making the request to the website uh, then also you'll have to pay for the charges of ec2 instance uh, while uh, on the 
another side if you want to deploy our services as serverless then aws provide uh, different services like uh, lambda for that and for lambda or any serverless services uh, you'll need to pay as you use uh, suppose uh, uh, you are using lambda for deploying your functions uh, then you will only have to pay for the time that your function runs suppose you are deploying an api services on it then your api services uh, takes uh, something like 100 milliseconds then you will only have to pay for that uh, 100 milliseconds and if there are something like uh, 10 invocations then you will only have to pay the price of one second and uh, not like a fully running service like ec2 so that's the main difference in managed servers we have to install all the required dependencies on servers maybe it is mysql redis or nginx after deploying code we have to keep eye on its performance and also need to continuously monitor whether it's working fine or not while in serverless uh, we need to use services that are provided by the cloud vendors uh, like in case of aws if we need mysql then we can use rds and for redis we can use elastic edge or memorydb so like it's very easy for developers to start developing apps because you do not need to manage the infrastructure uh, that is managed by the cloud vendor we just deploy our code then sit back aws will take uh, care of everything mostly there's a replacement of every managed service that we use in serverless world for example for routing request we use nginx and in that case we need to manage the resources that is needed by nginx proxy and that would be mostly a server uh, while in serverless suppose you are using aws uh, then there's a service called api gateway um, you can use it to route requests to lambda functions or static content that's hosted on aws s3 so uh, these are some basic differences that i have experienced with both managed server and serverless your answer itself says uh, how easy it is to use. Can you spread some light on the advantages of serverless over the managed server? Uh, yeah, according to me, the leading advantage of using serverless is that the developers can focus more on development rather than servers. All of the responsibility including security are handled by the vendor rather than the team. Other considerable benefits include uh, faster deployments, uh, with serverless, uh, developer can very quickly upload bits of code and release a new product. They can upload all the code at once or one function at the time, uh, depending on the architecture that they are using. This makes it possible to quickly update, fix or add new features to an application by speeding up the release cycles. Uh, speed is often a major contributing factor in choosing serverless architecture. Uh, you can rapidly deploy applications in minutes because there is no infrastructure construction that weights you down. Second is scalability. Let's take a real scenario to know more about what is scalability. How will it sound if Zomato adds an extra delivery guy on Christmas as order increase exponentially and they reduce them on another day when orders decrease? That sounds cool as all customers will get their order on time in spite of the huge rush. While not having much traffic on a normal day, they can serve customers with limited delivery guys. Exactly. 
uh, in the given scenario orders are applications user base and zomato is serverless architecture serverless scales automatically as the user base grows or application usage increases if a function needs to run on multiple instances the vendor server will start up run and end them as they are needed often using containers as a result a serverless application will be able to handle an unusually high number of requests just as well as it can process a single request from a single user uh, while a traditionally structured application with a fixed amount of uh, resources can be overwhelmed by a sudden increase in the user base the third is reliability uh, there was a time when internet users accepted service disruption patiently mission critical services were not heavily reliant on cloud applications those days are gone we are starting to see growing pressure over the it sector to deliver the same predictability quality and performance as other industries like automobile manufacturing airline service and medical care they all must meet the highest standards so does software applications uh, building a system to be reliable means the application is Uh, prepared to win trust irrespective of the increasing user base it allows company to face competition in a much better shape the fourth one is cost like our mobile recharge uh, serverless also offers a pay as you use plan uh, developers are only charged for what they use as i mentioned earlier code only runs when backend functions are needed by the serverless application and the code automatically scales up as needed provisioning is dynamic precise and real time some services are so exact that they break up their charges down into 100 millisecond increments in contrast in a managed server uh, developers have to predict in advance how much server capacity they will need and then purchase that capacity whether they end up using it or not the fifth one is security in serverless there are still servers operating systems and runtime in the platform uh, but you don't need to manage them anymore in addition you don't have to handle their security anymore either the cloud providers or vendor will undoubtedly do a better job than most of us at keeping this part of the system secure moreover since you no longer need to handle that you can use that extra time that you used to patch uh, the os earlier uh, to something meaningful uh, that will improve the security and the sixth one is reduce latency uh, because the application is not hosted on a single origin server it code can be run from anywhere uh, it is therefore possible depending on the vendor we use to run application functions on server that are close to the end user this reduces the latency because requests from the user no longer have to travel all the way to the origin server Great. Serverless architecture has a pretty impressive benefits that makes it more popular nowadays. After all, it offers a productivity boost. But that said, no rose without thorns or uh, every coin has two sides. It should have some drawbacks or limitations, right? Does it have any? If yes, can you take them into account? Yes. Serverless architecture has some disadvantage as well. Uh, the first one is security concerns in this architecture there's no room for firewall or any kind of instrumentation agents or server based protection methods instead of focusing on network inspection and access control list the serverless model shifts the focus of security to permissions behavior protection and strong code 
when vendor run the entire backend it may not be possible to fully vet their security which can especially be a problem for applications that handle personal or sensitive data because companies are not assigned their own discrete physical servers serverless providers will often be running code of several of their customers on a single server at any given time this issue of sharing machinery with other parties is known as uh, multi-tenancy think of several companies trying to lease and work in a single office at the same time multi-tenancy can affect application performance and if multi-tenant servers are not configured properly could result in data exposure Multi-tenancy has little to no impact for networks that sandbox function correctly and have powerful enough infrastructure. A second one is testing and debugging become more challenging. It is difficult to replicate the serverless architecture into an intermediate environment in order to see how code will actually perform once deployed. Debugging becomes more complicated because developers do not have visibility into backend processes and because the application is broken up into separate smaller functions for some cases. As you said, you are using AWS for serverless. Are there any other platforms that provide serverless services? Yes, there are. Microsoft Azure and Google Cloud platforms are also providers of serverless services. They provide services for deploying your functions and database services. API routing and monitoring your applications. Deployment may be slightly different, but uh, most of them work in the same manner. But I think AWS is very popular, and the reason for that is uh, AWS has more infrastructure and better and more scalable services than other two. More importantly, Amazon could add more servers at a faster rate to its uh, cloud infrastructure and make better use of economies of scale. All good. How can I start using serverless using these providers? Uh, well, to be honest, it was not easy for me for the first time. But after working for some time, I experienced that it is quite simple to work with serverless uh, compared to managed server. For the database, we have AWS RDS and Aurora, Azure database and Cloud MySQL from GCP. Uh, you can configure your database there and use it in your serverless application. Uh, for deployment of code, let's say if you want to use a function as a service, you can use AWS Lambda, the same way Azure and GCP also provide Azure functions and cloud functions. If you have a static website, then AWS has a simple storage service called S3, uh, and Azure has static web apps and GCP provides uh, Firebase hosting. For routing, where we traditionally use Nginx or something uh, similar proxy, uh, we have an API gateway as we discussed earlier for AWS uh, to assign your Lambda function and we can use that API endpoint as our custom API URL. Uh, also we can create custom domains and endpoints from the API gateway. Uh, they have monitoring services too, uh, Lambda function directly connected to CloudWatch and we can see application logs from there. Same way Azure and GCP also have scheduler for logging and monitoring. That sounds cool. We are not bounded by any specific vendor or uh, cloud providers for our needs. We can always opt for them as per our needs. Uh, does serverless architecture come with any strategies? I mean, according to the running process. I will say serverless mainly have two types according to its architecture. The first one is static. Um, in static architecture, we need to give our full code to the vendor or cloud for deployment. 
what the vendor will do is simply point to our code and render what's present there uh, for example if you have a static website uh, then what you can do is you can zip the uh, html code and that is uh, with uh, css and javascript and its resources and upload it on s3 and then you can just uh, run a static website from there and the second one is functional the functional type of serverless architecture is way different than static in this method we need to write our code on the cloud executor or we can upload the compressed code along with required dependencies in case of larger code the vendor will not directly render it but it will execute our code inside their environment think of this as a use case where you need to run an api service uh, so you develop it in maybe Node.js or uh, Golang uh, with the uh, your favorite framework. And what you need to do is then you need to uh, zip the function code and upload it to S3. And then uh, you can leverage the advantage of uh, AWS Lambda to run that code for you. That's really cool. But uh, how to manage the deployment of serverless projects? It really depends on the cloud provider you use. For example, if you are working with AWS cloud provider, you can use AWS uh, CLI to deploy separate parts of the project. For example, if you need to deploy Lambda function, you can upload that function file to S3 with CLI and then create a Lambda function with CLI. However, the best way to do it would be using a cloud formation. It allows us to define whole stack of our project in an YAML or JSON file and then we can use that file to deploy our stack on AWS uh, with the help of AWS CLI SDK. That's very useful. Uh, how do I convert the existing project into serverless? That's a really interesting question. Uh, well, you can do it in many ways. Let's say you have a REST API application with managed server and you want to convert it into serverless. We can say that all APIs are functions, so you can consider them as a function as a service. Uh, you can deploy Lambda function for all APIs separately. For example, if applications have a user module and the module has two APIs like get users and create users, then we can deploy both APIs as a separate Lambda function. Then you have to create separate endpoints for each Lambda function. You can create custom routes from API Gateway if you want, and then your task is done. Uh, you'll be able to access the function you uploaded earlier on Lambda with the uh, custom domain that is uh, provided by API Gateway. Uh, so this is about API. Uh, consider a static app. We have deployed our Vue.js application to serverless and it was very easy. Build your app, add your static files to S3, create endpoint from API Gateway and point it to S3 bucket and uh, you are almost done. You can. Uh, if you want like more performance out of it then you can use cloudfront cdn and you have your serverless static app and monitoring is done by lambda function automatically or you can configure custom logs and it is not so hard wow migrating to serverless from a managed server is also easier can you point out the advantages of using serverless that your organization felt yes there were many overheads our organization got rid of after switching to serverless. The first one I'll talk about is deployment efforts. Earlier we were managing server ourselves. That means we had to manage all the dependencies of the application. For example, uh, 
if uh, we were managing an API project, we had to install MySQL, Redis, and many more dependencies. Also, uh, we were using proxy to source traffic into the app. That means we also had to manage Nginx. Problems only multiplied when we had to update those dependencies. Also, sometimes we were running more than one project on a single server and we had issues where required versions of the dependencies were different and this is only for APIs. The list goes on for other types of projects. Uh, after migrating to serverless, we spent very less time on infrastructure after initial setup and that meant our increased productivity. Uh, secondly, as we were managing servers ourselves, we had to predict user traffic in advance and had to update our infrastructure accordingly. However, that was very hard. Uh, for example, we had a radio application where user traffic spiked to almost 100x uh, whenever there was a politician or celebrity on the show. That means we had to keep paying 100x cost even after user traffic was normal. Serverless makes scalability very easy as they can scale automatically based on user traffic. The third benefit is improved performance. As many of the serverless solutions can provide data from users nearest data center, latency can be reduced very much. And that's not the case in case of managed server where we need to select location of the server manually. Quite straightforward benefits of using serverless over the managed server. Can you explain how we can adopt serverless with different types of projects? Well, that depends on the type of the project you want to deploy. Let me explain it in context of AWS Cloud Provider. Uh, however, keep in mind that each cloud provider has similar service for each use case. For anything that requires computation, uh, in other words, an API service, you can use AWS Lambda and then root it using API Gateway. For website, I would ideally keep the front-end and back-end separate. For front-end, we can use S3 plus CloudFront and for back-end, we can use Lambda plus API Gateway or Lambda at Edge plus uh, CloudFront if you want API to be available near location of the user for low latency. Mm -hmm. For everything else or anything that does not have direct cloud tool support, like you have a custom server running with socket.io framework and something like that, then I would wrap it inside a Docker image and deploy it on AWS ECS, that is Elastic Container Service. Note that when we use cloud providers with serverless, we don't get static server IP that we can point our domain to. That's because we don't have a server. Our code can be running on anything that cloud providers choose to. Mostly we get a domain from them for each deployment and then we can add a CNAME record in our DNS configuration to redirect all the traffic of our desired domain to a serverless deployment. Thanks for listening to the Canopus podcast. Make sure to check the show notes to discover our informative materials related to this podcast. If you have any questions or are interested in further discussions, please feel free to reach out on our Twitter handle at the Red Canopus Software.